Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Monday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters. Coming your way in 20 minutes. Why are the Buccaneers being so outspoken about this upcoming season, plus advanced analytics and your epic failure? Poll question today for analytics. Do you want this week to be, by and large, just memory week, memories with Mraz, or do you want a regular show week? From a a football standpoint, last week was Big 12 Media Days, and Brent Venables is coming off a tough season number one in Norman, Oklahoma. And look, Venables has incredible credentials. He's been one of the best defensive coordinators in college football for a long time, one of the most well-compensated defensive coordinators for a long time. But last year's Oklahoma defense was a disaster. They fully expect a rebound season this year, but they'll get everybody's best shot since this is their send-off, their farewell in the Big 12. And you would have expected Venables, at least I did, to take the podium at Big 12 Media Days last week and say, you know, we're going to get better X, Y, and Z. We've got to do this better. Can't, got to eliminate the big plays against us. Got to make sure that we're on our P's and Q's, be more disciplined, not turn the football over, yada, 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 yada. And yet, there was a very particular circumstance that he brought up about how, hey, could have been worse. Six and seven, none of it's any good. <laughs> um, right? But if had we been, you know, had we gotten blown out by a middle Tennessee, right. had we gotten beat by Florida State 45 to three, right. you know, the conversation's probably a little different. Now, on the surface, you may think, well, those are just kind of generic references getting beaten by Middle Tennessee or losing to Florida State. Okay, they did lose to Florida State in the bowl game, but not 45-3. to Well, those very specific examples was a reference to the Miami Hurricanes who lost to Middle Tennessee and got beat by rival Florida State 45-3. to That was Brent Venables on College Sports Radio on Sirius XM. Now, why, why, why is it that here's Brent Venables going after Miami specifically? Well, I think it's because 
He's embroiled in some intense recruiting battles right now with Miami. And the two schools are in the thick of a battle for five-star David Stone. And they've been battling for some other guys as well. But David Stone is a defensive lineman who's a five-star kid and looking at OU and looking at Miami and looking at Florida and Michigan State. And what I think you're seeing here is Venable sensing what's being used against him by Cristobal. That Cristobal is saying, you can't go to Oklahoma. They had a losing season last year. You don't want to go to OU. Look at how that defense got ripped apart. You don't want to be part of that. You don't want to be on a defense that's a laughingstock and is getting back to Venables, and Venables is calling out Miami. So, they're not in the same conference, and they won't be. Miami in the ACC, OU is going to the SEC. But that's what that is about. That is a direct blow across the bow to Miami, and Cristobal recruits his ass off. We have seen this time and time again as an assistant coach, then at Oregon, then left Oregon to go back to Miami, and he's doing the same thing, and that's the only way they're going to win with the Hurricanes is if they start getting that elite talent they once did by closing the borders on the state of Miami, as they like to say. That's the only way they're going to do it. And it might mean that Cristobal's going to use some dirty tactics And it sounds like we got a war between Venables and Miami and Cristobal and Venables. And that's not bad. That's kind of the good stuff for college football, is it not? That's kind of the good stuff. But you've got two coaches who are desperate. Venables is not going to survive many more six and sevens. And Cristobal, the pressure is on to bring Miami back to greatness, not just goodness, which they've been intermittently, but they haven't been great. So you got two coaches that are going to use some underhanded tactics to go at one another. And, hey, may the best man win. DeAndre Hopkins signed a two-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. Unknown whether it's going to be a legit year number two or whether there's a significant out after year number one. But it's a lot of money for DeAndre Hopkins. $26 bucks over two years. Could be up to 32 with incentives. Again, we don't know specifically if those are reachable incentives. But I think the deal was that DeAndre wanted the Odell Beckham deal that Odell got with the Ravens. And I would say more power to you if you're just looking for the cash. Not here to tell you don't go for the cash. But that's what this is. If he had options to go to winners, if he had options to go to places like Kansas City, and you chose Tennessee... If you could have Patrick Mahomes throw you a football or even Tua throw you a football versus Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, I mean, I think we would all opt for Patrick Mahomes, get me the ball. I know I'm going to win the division or go to the playoffs or go to a Super Bowl. I know I'm playing in AFC Championship games and Super Bowls. I go to Tennessee, I'm waiting for a couple of shots a game between the Derrick Henry runs and I'm waiting from Ryan Tannehill or I'm waiting for Malik Willis. Not the same thing. So Hopkins went to a place that he got paid. And I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins has anything left. 
know, people are going to kill the Patriots up in New England. Well, half of them will kill the, the Patriots for not going the extra mile for them, and half of them will just act like DeAndre Hopkins has never been worth anything because Bill can never do anything wrong. I, I would I would fall somewhere in between, and I would say the Patriots not going the extra mile to sign DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is not a mistake. I I know the Patriots need help, but I'm also not convinced that you're getting a great DeAndre Hopkins anymore. He's going to be 31 years old. He's coming off two seasons where he only played nine and ten games. Granted, a suspension took him out for a lot of last year with the PEDs, but a guy that took PEDs, tested positive for PEDs at the age of 30, might wonder why, maybe because he's fallen off a little bit, coming off a career-worst season, then got popped. Yeah, I'm not, I think if Hopkins signs in the first three days after free agency begins, it's less of a story. Now it's more of a story because he's the biggest name that signed over the weekend. But few guys are still available now. Why would he be available? Because there wasn't a lot of interest on him. Was a great player in his prime. Not so sure he is anymore. Not so sure he's going to be much of a needle mover this season for the Titans. Before, earlier in the show, I was saying that, you know, when you have a baby like we do, it's hard to find quiet time to do anything. And so I just haven't read nearly as much as I'd want to. I like the summer to read, whether at the beach or at the pool or in an Adirondack chair, or just kind of hanging out, but haven't had a lot of chance to do that. So I said, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to read, but I'd recently been reading more. Pete, the body behind the glass said, I've recently been drinking more. And that's the other way to handle having a baby. Our babies are just days apart. But look, Pete, I'm not going to argue there either. That's a good way to clear to the mind. Well, it's for and, and for me, drinking more is having one or two because I really don't drink much anymore. Um, but I, we were at a party yesterday and they had sangria. And I just remember having a just a couple of glasses, a few glasses. Like uh, I kept filling it up. Nice, you know, and you know, and sangria I, I is surprisingly potent. Yes, and I was responsible. I was responsible. I had my drink, but I was responsible about for for Timmy running around, being potty trained, trying to play with everything, trying to go in and out of the house. I was responsible, but I remember taking a little few more sips of the drink than I would normally do. Well, you got to. That takes the edge off. Yeah. I'm impressed. Pete kicking back sangria on a Sunday. I know. Saying, Bridget, take these kids. Petey's got a drink. I, <clears throat> I've i been known to tie one on, but I can't do it since AJ's been born because I'm terrified of a hangover while watching a baby. I'm terrified. Three beers, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. The other night, Bourbon Bell and I went out to dinner. My mom came over to watch AJ, so we had a dinner night, a little date That's night. Nice. It was really great. I had two beers, came home, and I was like, I, I could really use another drink. So I poured myself a little bourbon, had a nightcap, and I could have went in again. I could have went in for another tall pour, but I'm like, I'm not waking up tomorrow with a hangover. That terrifies me of trying to work work off a dehydration or a headache it, while watching a baby. You're right. It stunts you. I definitely drank way, way less, specifically the first year. I think once they can kind of operate and entertain themselves a little, you just got to do the diaper changing and all of that. You need them to operate in a world where you throw some toys on the floor and they know what's going on. Then you can buy yourself a little piece on the couch. Until then, 
It is brutal. How was your weekend watching the, the girls? Well, we had a good trip up to Lake George. Um, the We did four hours, four and a half hours from Lake George to Sesame. Not good. Peyton pelted me with a ball that hurt uh, on my drive on I-87. <laughs> then we ended up at a restaurant in which I had to overtip because uh, Peyton threw crayons and nacho chips in other people's soup. <laughs> uh, so that was good. She uh, She was not happy. And then we capped it off, finally coming home, nice little pool day and Friday. How did she get the crayons in somebody else's soup? Well, see, there was no stopping her. I think she was car sick. She was angry. She's usually decent at a restaurant. She acted like an animal, frankly. And she had the crayons coloring and just was one and a half years old, winging them over booths. (laughs) And it landed in this lady's chowder. I felt horrible. Um... The restaurant people were so super nice. I couldn't believe it. It was one of the most embarrassing, horrific displays of any Moorish in their lives, and I had quite a few. Uh, It was brutal. I I just got road tripping through your kids like the Griswolds. This is not an easy task. Um, And then we finally got home, and we went for a nice swim in my pool Friday, and Taylor decided to, uh, you know, lay a little Twix bar (laughs) at the bottom of my pool that I had to fish out. Then I had to double shock my pool and get out, and we weren't allowed back in the pool for the rest of Fridays. The chemicals did their work. Uh, and then I spent the rest of the time hosing off my patio of both human and dog feces. So, you know, the trip is great. It's good to be back. So that's worst-case scenario is when one of the kids lets one squirt out in the pool because now everybody's got to get out of the pool and you can't be swimming where there's a Twix bar. Yeah, now look, when you're babies, you put swim diapers on. You don't really work the diaper support so you don't get loose in the pool, you know. Like... Like Paul Allen once said, Percy Harvard is loose. That's exactly what we had with Taylor's situation because she's old enough to go to the potty. She just didn't make it, and it was like it was like dropping a bubble bath bomb. You know, it went, and then all the I will forget about it. It was bad, and I was angry. Good pool day robbed of me in the summer. I'm inside watching Super Bowl twenty five. <laughs> terrible. So, so, so she. She poisons the pool. Yeah. I'm sorry, Daddy. I didn't make it. I was basically telling to go live somewhere else. But So that, that really ruined your whole day. Because that's the one thing. You know what? I would rather her go on my couch. <laughs> and we have to buy a new couch than go in my pool water on a summer day. I cherish those pool days like no other. I wouldn't even go to Wimbledon. I cherish those pool days like no other. Yeah. You ruin one with a floating Kit Kat. And by the way, not a, a sinking Kit Kat. I'm done with you. So I'm, we haven't even I'm looked done with We you. haven't looked at each other in the eyes since Friday, me and Taylor. We're on the outs right now. You still angry? Um I look, I understand kids make mistakes, but yeah, at my core I'm upset. Even uh yesterday I finally got in again. And even yesterday in the rain, I'm like, you know, I'm swimming, I can't shake it. Because <laughs> you're worried that there's something at the bottom. Yeah, and my eyes were burning from the amount of chemicals I put in there. So I know they did their work, but... How bad could it be? What's she eating? She's eating a few French fries and no, chicken dude, fingers. we came off vacation. We had Outback Steakhouse on Thursday night. She was plowing through Aussie cheese fries. <laughs> uh, then earlier in the day, we went to Cane's. She had chicken fingers with that cane sauce with the French fries there. I, I had like a Schwartz day on Thursday. I, everywhere I turned. Then I had the freaking ice cream cones that had melted at uh, Cookie Monster's Playhouse or whatever. And then breakfast, there was uh, eggs from the hotel I was at. I mean, she was locked and loaded for Friday. I mean, to be fair, I probably should have saw it coming. But yeah, vacation was good. 
And so that happens. It sinks to the bottom of the pool, and then you everybody out of the pool. Yeah, I'm saving Peyton. Don't swallow water. I don't want. I don't know what kind of stuff's going to start. Could have started the next pandemic in that pool. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, I threw got out it. Float too. What's that? I flew out. I threw out a flamingo float too. I didn't trust it. So basically, your house became the Wuhan wet market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When we come back here on the show, why are the Bucks being so crazy about this season? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Buzz, 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 buzz. Shut up. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, happy Monday. The DA Show heard on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Leroy tweets, I think one of my favorite DA Show memories is baking Christmas cookies, listening to the 12 DAs and the chicken pesto lady. Mraz was so genuine and excited to see her. I'm really going to miss him. I'm not in the running for the trivia cards, but would be nice to have a set. Danielle did this amazing thing and made a DA show set of trivia cards. I have them in my hands. And so there's an extra set, it sounds like, and maybe we'll give one away at the end of the week. Mraz's final week here on the show. Although it's not like he's dying. We're going to have him do bits for us all the time. 
Sounds better if you act like I'm dying, though, right? <laughs> it does give us a little bit more juice this week in the ratings. <laughs> Last time you'll ever hear Mraz's voice on the radio ever again. Depending upon how the week goes, it might be the last time you, you ever. <laughs> Best for two weeks. Here's a breaded macaroni and cheese recipe. <laughs> we have mystery guests throughout the week for the Chronicles of Mraz. Today was Chicken Pesto Lady. Tomorrow, who shall it be? For a moment, let us just talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, I love the creamsicle uniforms, but I think they're only going to wear them once this year against the Lions. But the Bucs seem to be really very high on themselves this season. feels like every week there's another guy talking about just how great they're going to be and that they haven't dropped off too much and that it's going to be fine. And I'm wondering where this attitude is coming from because it's certainly not a Todd Bowles specialty to be outspoken. And they're not coming off a great season. I mean, they won a crappy division and got hammered in the playoffs. So I'm not quite sure where all of this comes from, but Levante David is saying that Baker Mayfield is, quote, great for our locker room. And, I mean, look, I, I think that Baker is is easy hmm. he's easy to become enamored by perhaps david said to sirius xm nfl radio obviously baker's already been the guy and you know he's expected to live up to what everybody expected him to be but baker's been great for our locker room i like the way baker carries himself coming in with a ready to work mentality Everybody loves him already, and the way that he approaches the practice is great to see. So there's definitely some great things to see out of Baker. But, I mean, I, who was it recently on the Bucks that said we're not going to lose a thing after Tom Brady left? You know, there's, there's this kind of, like, bubbling over of outrageous optimism in Tampa Bay, and I, I can't quite tell why, unless it's just that they look at a division that is eminently winnable with a Saints team that's okay and a Panthers team that's going through a brand-new quarterback, and the Bucks exist in a realm with the Falcons where one or two things go their way, and maybe they stay healthy, and maybe they can win nine or ten games, I suppose. I don't think they can win ten. But, you know, Tom Brady, even though he was clearly at the end of his career last season, did still pull irons out of the fire in at least two of their wins with crazy comebacks and last-second victories, the magic of Brady. And if you merely took those two wins away, what, that's a 6-11 and 11 team? A 7-10 and 10 team? Well, they were either 9-8 and eight or 8-9 eight last year. And that's with two miraculous victories by Brady. They were 8-9. They were and nine. So, yeah, they were a 6-10 team after Brady. I... Why would we even consider the Buccaneers anywhere close to playoff caliber? Because you lose so much when you lose Brady. They weren't 
good anyway last year. Todd Bowles is still their head coach. And, you know, unless this is just a bunch of guys that remember what it was like in 2021 or 2020 to win a Super Bowl or to get back to the playoffs and win a playoff game and just don't want to let that go. That they liked being cool, they liked being important, they liked being a winner, and so they just they they can't let it go. And maybe you're just always kind of delusional with your own optimism before the season begins. But, I mean, Baker's good for the locker room. Compared to Tom Brady, he's good for the locker room? Or just like, in general, he's a cool guy? Like, you can't make the argument he's better for the locker room than what you had. Baker Mayfield shows up at work, and he's like, dude, on lunch break, like, let's go chug a beer. You're like, yeah, yeah, let's go chug a beer. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's, like, let's let's Xerox our butts. Yeah, let's Xerox our butts. That's a cool idea. Let's, let's play pranks on people like it's the office. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. But he's not your boss. And at the end of the day, this keeps happening, that Baker Mayfield's a great guy, elbow him, we'll tell dirty jokes together or whatever, but like winning a football game at the end of the day is not what he does really well because you know what? He was on three teams last year and none of them brought him back, or at least two. He, what, he was, well, he was on the Browns, technically, then the Panthers, then the Rams. Yeah. And none of them brought him back. And now he's on his fifth team or fourth team, and he's exactly what they need? I just, I'm not going to spend a lot of time this season talking about Baker Mayfield because I, I don't think he's very important, but I th- these things always seem to follow Baker like, oh, man, he's like a bro's bro. Yeah, but you need to win football games, and nobody that has, has had him wants him anymore. He's exactly what they need because they need somebody who could functionally play quarterback. That's why he's exactly what they need. But they got Kyle Trask. They need somebody that can functionally play quarterback. Yeah, right. Right. But, I mean, that's at least a battle, right? Trask versus Mayfield. I mean, who knows who's better? Kyle Trask point. could be better. Yeah, it could be a tall Trask for Mayfield to win that job. I, I caught him sleeping. Boo. Caught him sleeping. It's not funny. <laughs> he, had, he had a bad week when you were out. We had to, we had to get Morty some help. I almost feel like that horn should be the oh my god that was funny horn. <laughs> By the way, the offensive coordinator of the Buccaneers says that the competition is partially about respecting the team, respecting what's best for everyone and then respecting Kyle's process. He comes in as a second round pick with high hopes. That's a great thing. Brady's been here, so he's been able to learn from him. At the same time, he's worked really hard to try to have an opportunity to show what he can do. So are they saying that Baker's automatically a better guy, but they want to give Kyle Trask the respect of having a competition? I mean, I would say it's the opposite. Trask has been there. I think it's a sign of respect to Baker Mayfield to say, you know, you're not just automatically the backup. I mean, the the Rams didn't bring him back. The Rams. They're terrible. You still have Stafford. Okay, but isn't Baker a better backup? Maybe maybe they did want to bring him back, and Baker wanted to go somewhere where he knew he could start. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Panthers didn't want him. They didn't seem to have any interest in him. No. 
No, they had to move on. Could have been there to to teach Bryce, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. But no. Right, I have Andy Dalton. I mean, so one of the worst teams in football wants you. What does that say? It says you stink. <laughs> it says you stink. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what it says. Standing by for headlines this morning is a kind sir, Andrew Bogish. DA, they had to wait for storms to pass. Then they celebrated in lighter rain. Roughly 20,000 Inter-Miami fans officially welcomed Leo Messi to town last night. Ooh, now, wow. despite being one of the best players of all time and despite making babies with posh spice. Perhaps they, the Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, Messi's perhaps the best yes. player of all time. You're saying Beckham is one of them. Yeah. And uh, again, posh spice likes him. Uh, mm. Beckham thought last night as cool as it gets. Our fans are what make Inter Miami unique. We are so grateful for your faith, your passion, and your energy. Together, we will create unforgettable memories. Like all of you, I cannot wait to see Leo. Take the field in our colors. I'll point out again that the part where he got emotional about getting Messi to his team was inaudible because of MLS <laughs> slash Apple TV's tech issues at the beginning of last night's broadcast. Couldn't understand anything that happened. That's nope. the biggest introduction perhaps the league has ever had. Great quote. It looks great written down in, on paper and on websites. Can't hear it, though, unless no. you're standing right next can, to him. Can I ask a soccer dumb question? Why couldn't this have been done preseason? Isn't this kind of like stink for Miami that they could have had him earlier in the year? Because the MLS season is during the summer when everybody else in the world is not playing soccer. So he had to wait to finish his Argentinian season? Uh, he was in Paris. Yeah, oh, his okay. French season. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there, there's overlap at the beginning. Their season's ending while MLS is beginning, so he was not a free agent, so to speak, when MLS was starting. So in theory, Miami's record the rest of the way won't be representative of the real team they are. Or, or, I actually think I mean? that they're terrible right now. They might be last in the East, so oh. they're just automatically better with him, but I don't think he, I'm not sure he can salvage this year. Gotcha. I so there's a move for 2024. Yes. Or just selling tickets this season. Right. Well, you want to win? You want to go win a cup? Uh, I I wonder. I don't know. I don't know if you bring Messi in to win cups or you just you bring him in because it's so much attention and so much buzz and it changes the face of your entire franchise and it changes the face of the league and it makes people want to subscribe to Apple Plus and no, I'm sure there's a business side to it, but Messi was still an important player in the last World Cup, which was like last year, yeah, right? Won the World Cup. So I would think coming over, with all due respect, I'm sure there's plenty of good MLS talent. Like he should be one of the best players in the league still. He, yes, he should be. I just don't know if Inter Miami is good enough with Messi to wait to even gotcha. be dreaming about the MLS. Yeah, Cup. they are. They are last in the East. They are 12 points out of the last playoff spot with. Five teams in between. The point is, he didn't come here to win the MLS Cup. Not this year. He He's coming here for business opportunities, for exposure, because it's light stress, and you get to be a hero here in the state. So is Messi going to do less work here? Oh, yeah, than he did Is there a Messi-me correlation? No, no. He still will do more work in a game than you've done no, 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 in the 10-plus years of this job. Is this a less-is-more approach for Messi here? Yes. When guys come here to the States from other leagues, they come here with the knowledge that it's going to be a lot lighter lift. Yeah. They like that. And so yeah. that's why you're moving on. The American way. The less I could do, the better. A lighter lift. The Mraz way. One of the teams, I don't think it was PSG. I think it was the team in Spain that wanted him back was when he officially went there like 
congrats on him choosing basically the easier way out. Yeah, Barcelona said yeah. that. Yeah. Barcelona was like, he doesn't want to work anymore. They didn't say that, but they're like, yeah. They, no, they said congrats on, on picking like less competition and stuff. Like it was, yeah. it was that. It, it was that. And the yeah. official like letterhead of the club was like, way to be lazy. Because, I mean, and it was not right for them to do that because he's a living legend. But at the end of the day, every match that Messi played in for Barcelona or for PSG was life or death. He's going to play a Saturday against Zanaboni's St. Louis FC. Right. And nobody's going to know that it happened. I mean, they'll watch because it's messy, but, like, it doesn't even matter Yeah, what, what a Saturday against... The, the Timbers is 40 bucks, by the way, to watch to get access to all of his remaining games through the MLS Apple TV thing. That's worth it, I guess. And you get his Hanaboni, right? No, that's just well, unless he plays them, <laughs> that's just for Inter Miami. Oh, okay, you could buy it a la carte, yes. As they say. Oh, those are just Miami games. Not I the- believe that's just just the messy package is 40 oh. bucks for the rest of the way. Oh, yeah, that seems high. I thought that was the rest of the league. They do have a fair amount of games left. So I mean, it is a maybe I don't know what the, I think. I think the normal package is a hundred bucks. Yeah, for um, just one team. They I, should unless really I unless that. I misread it. I believe it's forty dollars to get all of the remaining into Miami games. Should be forty bucks. Messi and any game Zanaboni calls. The Zanaboni Messi package. <laughs> the future of MLS. <laughs> the Zanaboni Messi package. <laughs> Are you giving Joey Todd Billing in that? Uh, he was there first. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will soon be a Tennessee Titan, apparently choosing more money there than in New England. Hopkins could reportedly make as much as $15 million for the coming season. And the latest reports out of New York have little optimism that Saquon Barkley and the Giants reach a long-term deal before today's four Eastern deadline for franchise tag players to sign extensions. I say this as nicely as possible. It's just news. Okay. The Yankees have never lost like they did yesterday in Colorado. Oh. Up 3-1 in the 8th, then 7-5 in the 11th, losing 8-7 on a two-run homer from Nolan Jones and a solo shot from Alan Trejo. It is the first time in their history they've lost despite multiple leads of two or more runs in the 8th inning and later. Aaron Boone was asked how bad an L it was. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's – you always – a lot of crazy games. You're right. Uh, I don't know where it ranks. Down low, we lost. Uh, they are tied for last in the AL East right now, but at 50 and 44, every team in the division after the Red Sox got win number 50 yesterday has 50 wins in less than 95 games. That has never happened before in MLB history. We are going to start banging. Last night in Anaheim, the Astros scored four in the ninth to take their rubber game with the Angels 9-8. The loss included Shohei's MLB leading 34th homer. Steph Curry won the celeb golf event in Tahoe that Sean has no recollection of promoting multiple times. Curry eagling the final hole to leapfrog former tennis pro Marty Fish. She was then hilarious post-round. Have y'all seen those CBA uh, terms in the NBA? Life is good in the league, so I'll be, I'll, I'll be all right. It's not funny. <laughs> in actual NBA news, the Suns signed free agent forward Bowl Bowl yesterday. They also traded campaign to San Antonio. Great. Do you think his parents thought of that? I never thought of that all these years. Campaign. His name is Campaign. Yeah, that's right. Campaign <laughs> jumps at you more than Bowl Bowl. <laughs> think about it. Cam. No, no, no. I thought about pain. it. Yeah. Like a presidential campaign. No, no, yeah. we we got you, Sean. I'm His saying they got Cameron. the same first name and last name. But I'm saying they knew their last name was Payne when they had him. 
Do you think they said name him Cameron? This way we can call him Campaign. That's funny. (laughs) I don't don't think so. I'm done, DA. I don't think so. People don't name kids just to get a chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) They liked the name Cameron, and then it was like the the pushover was, let's say it was down to Cameron or Jake, but we call him Campaign. That's cool around election time. Hey, I can use it in my new (laughs) act at the comedy store. cool around election time. (laughs) He's going to be huge in November's. (laughs) His birthday's on election day. It's Campaign. And we'll dress up in red, white, and blue. <laughs> but his birthday is not on election day. I'm just, if, you know, whatever. The point is, I, I was very unique by their parents, and I never thought of campaign <laughs> until that. I thought you were stopping him about bowl <laughs> ball. Me too. No, the ball. Who, that's easy layup. That's easy pickings. Nobody's talking campaign. That's today. true. Next level. Well, did you ever think about calling one of your daughters Morash Morash? <laughs> <laughs> no, but probably. <laughs> isn't it that movie with Bette Midler, Margot Margot? What's, what's it called? It's two names. Richard, Richard. <laughs> bowl, bowl. Whatever. <laughs> Rochelle, uh, Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle, Rochelle. Right. Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> <laughs> Richard, Richard. <laughs> Richard Lewis. About the rocket, Richard. <laughs> Richard Starring Bette Midler. (laughs) (laughs) The Rocket Richard movie. (laughs) The Maurice Richard story starring Bette Midler. (laughs) Richard Richard. It's like getting Jerry Seinfeld to play Batman. (laughs) Interesting casting decision. Bette Midler's Rocket Richard. (laughs) Should see how well she skates. Great French accent, too. Margot, Margot. (laughs) When we come back here on the show, advanced analytics and an epic fail. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Since this is the final week of Mraz on the show, we are asking you guys, how do you want us to play this week? Do you want us to do mainly Remember Mraz Week or just do the regular sports show and let the Mraz stuff leak in? And it's almost a 50-50 split. 51% of you think just do the regular show. 49% say do more Mraz. Now, data tells us the one thing Mraz is very concerned with in his departure is the handling of the 12 DAs moving forward, which it's true that might be the most important duty the new producer has to handle. Archiving, ranking, producing, all that. Mraz swallowed water in Lake George last week and did taste salt. Mraz believes this proves his theory right. That all lakes, rivers, and every body of water on earth is salt water. And the DA show once went four months without sports, doing a lot of Mraz instead. Some call that the pandemic. All right, so throughout this week, we're doing the Chronicles of Mraz. And earlier in the morning, we had Chicken Pesto Lady. And the story goes, she went out to go to the, to the bathroom. And there was a, a woman, an executive, who was making a phone call and she was ordering lunch and she ordered a chicken pesto sandwich, chicken pesto hero. And he was in such awe of the order and of her sultry voice. She noticed it, turned around and said, yeah, you like that big boy? And he just came scurrying back here, his heart a flutter. 
it took us months to track down who she was. We didn't know who that was. We just had to do a, a, a search around the entire building and finally got to who it was. And we called her Miss Chicken Pesto Lady. Well, we had Miss Chicken Pesto Lady back on the show this morning in hour number three, if you want to go back and watch that on YouTube. But here is the original reveal. First, we'll play how Miss Chicken Pesto Lady approached seeing Mraz as he was blindfolded in studio. He looks like a big boy, and that's something you would have said oh, to him. I definitely would have. I, I would, am a big boy. I would have covered the phone. I would have done the whole thing. <laughs> like, you like that big boy? But I would have followed up with the chicken pesto sandwich. I would have found him. You would have found oh, him. I would have split it right in half, and we would have eaten it together. And given him a half. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can't leave a guy like that hanging. No, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, how sensational is that? I know what you mean. <laughs> you know? Mraz with a blindfold on, just hearing her voice and saying, I am a big boy, is amazing. I am a big boy. <laughs> So Mraz has a blindfold on. We finally take off the blindfold, and here was the reveal. Real. It's her. It's her. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be okay, Mraz. You can take off the blindfold now and tell us if this is Miss Chicken Pesto. Yes, it's the hair. Yay! It's the hair. I haven't That's seen her. That's her. Yay. What a yeah, bull like of joy you are. Big boy. That's amazing. You like that big boy. I am a big boy. I am a big boy. Don't leave me hanging. I am a big boy. I was all loose and goosing that day. Loosey goosey. Do we know where Chicken Pesto ranked on the 12 DAs? I wonder where that ended up finishing. Uh, I might be able to get you that answer by the end of the fail. Probably not number one, but must have been very high at top three. What more. year was it? 2017? 2018. That was fall of 2018. Gotcha. Okay. I will look. So let's get to the fail. What did we choose of the fail today? Oh, the fail is that uh, I've told the bosses I'm not eating. Oh, yeah. And Shawnee's making a move. Mraz is going to the new show on the local network, in the local station in that city, and he's going, no crazy bits from me. I'm not just going to be your show pony. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. You said there's no work to be done. Yeah, well, there's always work to be done. Go ahead, caller. You're on with Dingo and the baby. Ah. I don't know. Just not work as we understand right. work to be done. It's more chair. mental work. What? Mental just, work. Okay, so you have to watch more baseball. You watch both of the football teams. Yeah, and I have to work on my patience and not uh, overreacting every day. Excuse me, 6-4. On Twitter? <laughs> on a microphone. On the microphone? They want you to do that. I'm done eating. I told them that. Okay. I'm not the eating guy. <laughs> yeah. You told them that? Yeah. I said I'm not I'm not stuffing my mouth with a bunch of stuff. I need to healthier me now. Whoa! <laughs> Is it because you want to be healthier because you don't want to be seen as a sideshow? Uh, no, I want to be healthier. If I'm if I'm going to not sleep four hours a day and get a little more sleep, the least I could owe my body back is a little respect. Chicken finger into a beer. Wow. You told them you're not going to eat stuff on air? Yeah, I said I'm not, I'm not going to be the, you know, throwing hot dogs down my mouth. Don't worry about that, I was told. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, look. Shorty's making a move, all right? <laughs> He's telling you. This is it. Some of the best drivers in the world from all different disciple lines. 
Shorty's made a move. Yeah. yeah, you get crazy. I'm sure, I'm, and I'm naturally animated. I don't make up, so you get that bored of me. Why do you think that they wanted you to change your name to your real name? What's their thing? All I was told, and I really don't know. I will just tell you the only quote I was told was, quote, I hate nicknames. Go by your name. But it dawns on me that that was, was told that the to me. boss? Yeah, it was dawned on me that it was told me told to me by a boss that actually goes professionally by a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Our boss told Mraz he hates nicknames even though he has a nickname. And Mraz once said, I hate initials. <laughs> How about that? And Boomer also a nickname. That's true. Derek in Pittsburgh, I guess, is Tiki a nickname? Yeah, it's not his real name, yeah. It's shortened. It's shortened, A sure. team, a team is his first name. Mm-hmm. Derek in Pittsburgh tweets, any non-hockey bacon segment that Boyle does should simply be called Boyle's Balls. I can hear the voice intros, the voice guy's intro now. We're still working on that. The Nutty P tweets, I can't believe Mraz is leaving. I'm the guy watching the 12 DAs from 2018 because of him. Where does the salt go? Where did Chicken Pesto Lady rank in the 2018 12 DAs? Number four. It was number four. Number one that year was Torg Bellinger. Hard to top Torg. Still might be the number one of all the number ones. Number two was the eating of the salsa where you and he should not be named were choking up and putting down ice cream. (laughs) The first death by salsa. Yeah. Number three was some kind of moment where he should not be named made me storm at a studio, I guess, when you guys were obsessed with his singing. Number four was chicken pesto. Number five was just labeled Jody Mac dies on the air. (laughs) Sounds about right. That sounds like 2018 in a nutshell. (laughs) It does. Yep. The year of the Jody. Well, all this week we're doing secret guests from the decade that has been to salute Mraz. And so make sure you are locked in every single morning here. He doesn't know what's coming. None of the guys really do. So I'm excited about tomorrow in a, in a big way. And we will crescendo with Friday's show. So there's a lot to do, a lot to listen to. If there's certain requests, we'll take requests. If you want to tweet at us, DA on CBS or email me. We'll also probably set up a few producer interviews as well for on air. I think there's still listeners that have not gotten to interview yet, and you have to top Dana Mechanicsburg, who is zoomed to the top of the list by virtue of just a laugh. But it's such a good laugh, it's impossible not to make him number one. I think it's Dana Mechanicsburg one, Boyle two, and then we've got to figure out the threes and the fours. I like the guy from Kansas or Oklahoma. You seem to have a good resume. The newspapers. Dan in Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He'll learn wrestling for Pete. uh, (laughs) And everybody said they would be a good teammate to Pete, so that's important as well. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bilotti on the Wheels of Steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good and be good to one another. We will see you tomorrow for Trash Tuesday. I'm DA and the Mothership Disconnects. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 